Hey there, Kaijus and Kaijets. It's your third favorite Hollywood Kaiju bad boy, Luke Evans Flip, presenting you with our latest trial, Q, the Winged Serpent. And just in time for January 6th. This episode, we discuss Dragon Ball, Jim Henson's Dinosaurs, and of course, QAnon. So, put your headphones on and your Ivermectin underneath your pillow, and maybe JFK Jr. will bring you a new president. But probably not. Anyway, as always... Enjoy the show. Render unto Ghidra what is Ghidra's. Ten to one he sees you through a beaker and a tweezers. Read the fine print and be like, what's the big deal? Spun wheels of steel since broke wheel, big wheel. Back when it was greasy ass curl, now it's easy dread. Had a rhyme on how they used to tease him about his peasy head. Yes, yes, y'all to the beat. Hey everybody, welcome to Podzuki. Uh, I think this is going to be in the year of 2022 when this is released, so starting everything off right, really great, uh, nothing's gone wrong, I'm sure there's, uh, we've conquered COVID, we did it! We didn't hit 100 episodes though. No, we didn't, yeah, yeah. we still have that. I'm, I'm keeping good track of that, because we got to do something real fun for that. I, I have a few ideas we can get into, but uh, this is a podcast where we talk about uh, kaijus or kaiju-adjacent movies, but this time we're actually staying right on task. We're, we're, we're talking kaijus, and they're shitty. They're real shitty this time. Uh, Very, yeah, like, your... when I saw the poster for this movie, oh, when oh, I saw God. the poster for this movie, I thought it was going to be, like, a 50s or 60s monster movie. I mean, I think they had about the same budget without inflation yeah. for that. I'd, I'd wager a very good amount of money on uh, but yeah, I'm uh, one of the Kaiju Hollywood bad boys, Brandon Kirkman. I'm another one of the Kaiju Hollywood bad boys, Luke interrupting Flip. Hey, nice. It's <laughs> it's me, your third Hollywood Kaiju bad boy, Martin Felschman. And uh, we got a real special guest here. Yeah. Nick, please introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Nick Johnson. I am a, a good boy who was Kaiju adjacent. Yeah, yeah. that's that's, yeah, right. that's Kaiju adjacent enough. I, I wanted to get Nick on the podcast for quite a bit. Uh, we're close friends for quite some time, but I feel like a lot of my love for campy, terrible movies comes from watching a lot of very bad, campy, terrible movies with Nick over the many, many years of our friendship. So uh, <laughs> wanted to get him on, and then he recommended Q, uh, The Winged Serpent, and it is a Larry Or Cohen the film. monster that hated the deep sea. I was, I was hoping. <laughs> very true. Yeah. It's uh, there is no QAnon prophecies in this movie. I mean, I guess there probably is because you can just say anything you want, and that's... you could easily remake this movie with that yeah. slant. Yes, <laughs> a, a roving flying mob of QAnon supporters going around beheading New Yorkers, <laughs> or then flaying them. Yeah, no, they're they're flaying them to bring about Q that then eats ah, their yes. heads. You need to yeah. sacrifice the people they assume are pedophiles. Yeah, this I I I interrupted Brandon earlier when he was trying to do the intro because I've got like a lot to say about this movie. Yeah, it's, this movie I mean, is pretty it is. bonkers. It, it is se- secret bonkers. Um, Aztec underground supervillain. Yeah, it's 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 there are two movies that they kind of mush together into one script. with consensual villain uh, victims. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I can't kill you unless okay, you want me ahead. to kill you. you kill me. Here, <laughs> the weird. Okay, I, I feel like it's getting ahead, but I do want to talk about that now that it's been mentioned. Of they, the few times they've showed the sacrifices in the movie, they could have played up that they were feeling pain still because, like, the first time when they have that one guy get his heart ripped out, it looks really relaxing. <laughs> like it's like, oh, yeah, he's just lying there. Yeah. 
I think, I mean, even if I wanted to have my heart ripped out, I still might let out a, a little bit of pain or emotion. That would be oh, embarrassing. Yeah. Just a little. Like, yeah, you're going to have to restrain me. I'll fight you. <laughs> I don't want to. It's just instinct. Yeah, your heart's supposed to stay in body, apparently. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. But it is like, okay, there's uh, Michael Moriarty being an ex-con and kind of like a sad sack. What? David Carradine investigating murders and then weird cult things. Yeah, so those are the three movies. I, I well, I want to say the fourth is an, uh, an ongoing Harold improv scene that lasts for there, an hour and a half hour. And, and then like <laughs> check out how New York is. Isn't it funny? Yeah, everyone in this it's a parade of assholes this whole film. There's no nice character this entire run. Everybody is just like, "Hey, fuck you." I, I, I was very disappointed. Real weird I was very energy. disappointed we didn't get more uh more of like a final ending to a lot of these characters. Like you remember that construction worker who stole that guy's sandwich yeah. and it was like, "Oh, I'm going to go and make like, a I'm going to go to see his the sandwich." <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's gonna implying that he's gonna eat the sandwich, then go fuck the guy's wife, and that guy's dead. He could do it. I was initially very disappointed that it wasn't just a lot of David Carradine drunkenly stumbling around a movie set, but instead we got the most unlikable, shitty, mean, garbage protagonist I've seen in a long time. Yeah. So, protagonist, are you? Which one are you talking the, about? The, the <laughs> character that I don't know why they were following. He's like the wheel man who never got to be the wheel man. That's yeah. Michael Moriarty uh, playing Jimmy Quinn, and he was my favorite part of this movie. He, he, oh, he's really? also my favorite part of this movie. Is he? Because, yeah, he, you're right. You're right. He's a scumbag, but he's got some pathos to him. Like, he's made poor choices, but also he came from such a shit position. One poor choice leads into all the other poor choices because society is just going to put I, I, I want to get it out of the way. Is his character supposed to be mentally handicapped? I think they're trying to... They mentioned briefly that he, is, he should be institutionalized and he doesn't want to go to the loony bin. But I don't know if that's just because he's such an asshole or if he actually does have some or, mental disability. Or it's improv lines. Well, he, he keeps... Re- yeah. It, there's definitely improv lines because I looked the trivia for this movie. This was written in like yeah. six days because Larry Cohen was fired from I the Jury. I was like, well, I already paid for a hotel room in New York. I'm just going to make it up. <laughs> the most Larry Cohen thing ever. Wow. And uh, I didn't want to get in that too real quick. This is written and directed by Larry Cohen. Uh, his films, I'm sure, will be coming up in future watches of Podzuki because he's done the stuff. He was the writer and producer for Maniac Cop. Also, yeah. It's Alive, which is another like completely insane. Like all of the It's Alive oh, movies. Yeah, all he completely did. insane over-the-top movies. Um, yeah, he's 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 like a, a gold star in the camp, uh, I'd say, scene. for Camp and horror. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. R.I.P. to Real King. I'm sure we'll be watching one of your bad, shitty movies again in the future. Oh, absolutely cannot <laughs> but this, wait. I will say this. For, for choices of movie, even uh, all this going in blind, it was a very entertaining watch, but just because of how confusing everything was. <laughs> I, I felt bad watching well, it. Well, I was... Sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. That's definitely like, yeah, I get that. I think I felt more bad because, like, there's some good shit in here. Like I said, like, I did really like Michael Mor- Moriarty as uh, Quinn. Like, I think, like, the... I don't know. I just like that performance a lot, and like, yeah, there's definitely a lot of improvisation, especially all those like Charlie, uh, Charlie Kelly esque songs. Oh my that he god! Sang. Yeah, that was weird. Well, it, he sang the one when he was auditioning for the piano job at his girlfriend's bar, that... and that was clearly just a thing. But then when he was running from the other gangsters, they like 
it's the it's like yeah. a non diegetic Yeah, I thought sound. he was singing it for a second, of but his mouth wasn't moving. Mouth. Maybe it's just them being sloppy. Yeah. Maybe it was supposed to be diegetic. And it's yeah. and it's something like 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 uh, bad dreams go away. I'm gonna get a gun and oh, shoot the sun. Uh, where'd you learn that beautiful song? Was it a racist backstory? This tossed in? Yeah, it totally was. <laughs> what the hell? Yeah, it's that backstory. Almost feels like. Larry Cohen was worried, like, oh, we might make this character too sympathetic, so we want to make sure we throw that all away. <laughs> I gotta get that racist point. audience. Where, I, I, where are they? Oh, yeah. Him, when Not he just said that. Before they, he said <laughs> others. He had worse. Yeah, he <laughs> did. All of them, man. Oh, my God. Uh, it's, um, they're, they're trying to humanize him. They gotta make sure he reminds them of the Before we audience. get out of order, though, going back to the... like. We could summarize the beginning of the movie pretty quickly. Well, the movie opens in a way that I thought was a good sign, but ended up not being so. With some lady, like, who's being creeped on by the her mm-hmm. building's window mm-hmm. washer. Yeah. And he immediately gets his head bitten off by uh, Q, who is the Aztec god uh, Coxacola. Relatable, yeah. yeah. That sounds yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's in the new Shin Megami Tensei Five. Yep. Check it out. Great game. But that is the first, like, five minutes. Yeah. Of the movie, and I usually like when movies get going. And it was like, like that, a but... Scooby Doo chomp sound for his head getting taken off. That was really <laughs> good. <laughs> yeah. That's what it would sound like. And it, it does, it does set that tone of like how insanely rampant sexism was in the early eighties, where like women had to worry about window washers. Like, it's... damn, it is. Hard well, at to first be you woman. think she's just being like, like vapid. But then they so, show the dude outside the building, like, yeah, you love me, right? Yeah, you love me, lady. Yeah, you love me. And her, like, 40th floor <laughs> shoe store. Yeah. Puts his fingers into a V and licks it. Ugh. Yeah, I mean, it's that thing of, like, a lot of those, I feel like the 80s and 90s horror films always have to have, like, a trigger that makes it all right for this person to be killed. So it's always, like... Okay, we're gonna make him the super gross dude. So when he gets his head bit off, everybody's gonna cheer and scream. Well, at I mean, it was which I did. It was good ADR, where it's just the guy outside the window going like, "Yeah, you like it, baby. Yeah, you love me. Come on, I'm watching your windows. Come on, you love me, baby." Oh, bird. Also, apparently, according to the, <laughs> I don't know. Apparently, according to like uh, the IMDb trivia, that building was the Empire State Building, and that dude was the actual like window washer. The Empire oh, State. Wow. He employed a lot of actual window washers for these skyscrapers because, like, the <laughs> Chrysler building is, like, yeah. the main building yeah. in the movie. And, like, all the cops at the shootout at the end, <laughs> that'd be so window funny. washers because they were the only ones who were, weren't afraid of being in <laughs> hired them to punch thing. up the script. Imagine, like, working as a window washer for, like, six years, but your big dream is just to make it in Hollywood, and then this finally happens. Yeah. <laughs> And you're like, oh, I'm not a good actor. I, I, I was no, right. no. So I was boy. the best actor in this movie. <laughs> okay, yeah. I'm I mean, the guy that drank that beer when he's w- waiting to have a shootout with a monster. <laughs> oh yeah, I gotta get a little slip. <laughs> little liquid courage. Ooh, I'm like Popeye. Oh man, this this is a wild film. So like, we have that scene, and then we cut to uh, Quinn, David Carradine. Yeah. Is for is first. Oh yeah, that's, that's right. That's when we're introduced to David Carradine and uh, I think Richard Roundtree's mm-hmm. there too. Yeah, Shaft. He's I know we were talking about that earlier. What so much crazy casting in this film, but also it was the '83 and everybody needed a paycheck, so I guess. So they, so yeah, yeah. he. You see that the, the the creepy birds there, and then it just wanders into the the shithead, who's just gonna be a wheel man. 
Well, Quinn, yeah, he he's getting like yeah, he's make trying to make a deal. It's kind of like the opening of like Reservoir deal. Dogs. They're talking about a job mm-hmm. yeah. they're gonna pull. Which is it? Isn't it like Goat Head or something? It would have made eating? sense if it was turkey, yeah. but this is not a clever movie. <laughs> yeah, it was real bizarre. They they tried to do one of those shots where they showed the guy's head getting cut off and they cut to the meat, but it was so poorly done that I had to really think about it. And I'm like, oh, that's what they were going for. Okay, nice, <laughs> good job. Um, they're all being very much just stereotypical mobsters in an 80s movie where they're just saying stuff like hey. openly discussing in, in non-vague ways a crime they're going to commit yeah and it, hey it's the 80s new york who cares forget about it um they he says he he's got another job lined up he's gonna think about it he heads out and then we he kind of sort of crosses path with david carradine's character they kind of like see each other leave <laughs> wait but it doesn't really come up b- before later. we move well yeah on it's his girlfriend in the scene can we just appreciate how quentin tarantino paid respect to this in reservoir dogs exact <laughs> yeah. same okay, scene exact same scene i mean maybe that's why he's getting sued by miramax i, I haven't read up on that article yet oh my <laughs> so. god Q's finally doing it Q's <laughs> getting <laughs> Oh, the liberal elites it's in Hollywood, finally, man. It's happening. They're eating themselves alive. <laughs> what if this is their prophecy that they've all been waiting for? It was this movie, and people just haven't figured it out yet. It's all coming real. Uh, Denise D'Souza is going to make a movie about JFK Jr. where he's this, actually dispatches from life. a giant like penis finally. bird uh, on the internet. Would <laughs> yeah, that that would probably be about the same. Yeah, that would yeah. track. The 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 bird. I mean that's something we can discuss. I feel like this is a this is a slight moth repulsion. He's picky. He's a picky. We'll talk about the design. Slight moth repulsion. Drag race. Yeah, the bird design is terrible on all levels. Where. I think they are trying to make it like beak-like, but it's all the same flesh-colored. So, like Nick was saying, it makes it look like it's just kind of a giant dick attached to well, a lizard with wings. Yeah, and in any of the finally, uh, any of the like sacrifice human sacrifice scenes, he's like, "I am the plumed serpent." Serpent. He's neither a serpent nor is he plumed. He should have been more plumed. There was no feathers <laughs> I saw. Oh yeah, like they kind. There's kind of some sort of feather texture on just the wings, but he should have feathers all over. Is this just, yeah, I was like, how even with like. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. I, I think they were definitely <laughs> counting on people not knowing what plumed meant. Yeah, I mean it was once again 1983, so. And a public school system wasn't yeah. great back then. I mean, it's not better now, yeah. but. I digress. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this is where, like, the story and everything kind of just spirals, because they, they keep jumping character to character, but it's not really well-written. And- yeah, well, yeah, uh, Moriar- Michael Moriarty doesn't get the job at the bar playing piano because he sings a completely batshit crazy song. I couldn't tell song. they're supposed yeah. to... And he didn't I, I even need to sing. trying to make that seem like it was, like he was killing it. Because the girlfriend's like, the only shot, so she's like, are. yeah, yeah. This is doing for He's this movie, baby. And then the bartender is like, okay, whatever. And then... Puts on the song on the jukebox, just not even acknowledging him. Just like, yeah. I'm going to play the jukebox. Get the fuck out of my bar. And what was what was David Carradine's quip to him? Because he was like leaving. He's like, hey, this is pretty good stuff or something. Well, yeah, he said, uh, hey, I thought you were pretty good. And uh, Michael Moriarty said, ah, the fuck do you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get out of my way. I'm walking here. <laughs> it's just... Yeah. 
the whole film. He did have that, that New Yorkish Boston, which I kept thinking like he looks kind of like Bill Burr in this movie, and like he wasn't really doing a Boston accent, but I kept thinking of Bill Burr watching <laughs> Michael <laughs> Moriarty's performance in this movie. Yeah, and Michael Moriarty and Bill Burr was probably like like ten or thirteen or something when this movie came out. Yeah, um, they uh, he. He goes, I guess, after he goes on this, this I, I want to say, heist to steal a bunch of diamonds from a pawn shop is what I was... Uh, they mentioned it briefly, but basically... He, it's, it's Neil... It's Neil... Neil Diamonds. 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 Is the name of the store. <laughs> yeah. I think... I can't even remember. Was yes. it Neil Diamonds? Or was it, like, Neil's Diamonds, but the S was, like, on a, like a lit light that was, like, not working anymore? Yeah. Very clever. Good job. No, I, I, no. I, don't, I don't think it was the clever thing. Yeah, I think it was just Neil Diamonds. Yeah. Oh, okay. They well, didn't spend money on the sign. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, I, there is no signed budget for this film, clearly. Um, yeah, he, he instantly just guffs everything. He, I guess, lost the keys of the car he's supposed to get into. He's trying to get away from the police as they're coming. He gets, like, kind of side-ended by a card. Well, he has the package for some reason. Yeah. And the other guys don't leave the the jewelry store when he does. You, Why does he have the package? If you saw Michael... If you saw him, like, just Michael Moriarty, and you said, this is the runaway guy, we're going to give it to him, you, you fucked well, up they, this already. They saved a lot of time not showing the inside of the jewelry store so that we didn't know that, like, the sound effects wasn't everyone getting killed except him. They just never followed him, so... <laughs> yeah. When they show up later, yeah, I was surprised. Yeah, like, oh, they're alive. They did. The sound effects in the ADR in this film make it feel otherworldly, too, because it goes all over the place of both being too loud at certain scenes and then also, like, being so poorly dubbed, it feels like you're watching another movie <laughs> at the same time. I mean, it's a, it is the, it's the Larry Cohen charm, so you can't deny I don't that. know how the cops were psychic um, but, when they were following him. <laughs> <laughs> that, I couldn't even feel the suspense for, like... Uh, even a suspense of disbelief on my part of like he kept looking thinking they were coming from like how would they know he looks like every other dude uh, walking excuse me right that was commentary they've always targeted him as a criminal didn't you hear him in his 10 minute diatribe to a lawyer who, who did he He's call his lawyer oh, yeah. because he Why? just committed a crime <laughs> <laughs> he hates that guy well he hates him later like, when for some reason which a lawyer would never like, like good give news. back the money but the lawyer gives back the money. In like two hours. Yeah, well, we're good to have ourselves. <laughs> and I guess that's yeah. just a reason to get him... Because, uh, uh, again, the script was written in six days, and I don't think they rewrote it really that much. Unless they were like, how do we get him to the Chrysler building? Yeah, I mean, a single pass. We were talking about a little bit earlier. <laughs> which but which I, made I, I no sense. Impression... Yeah. I mean, I, I think it was like one of his associates were supposed to be there. I, they still never clear afraid that, but... Um... He, he runs up there, he can't get in, and then I guess uh, this is a security guard? A very lazy out. security guard. But I, a very lazy security guard. <laughs> yeah, I feel like a security guard shouldn't have a security guard, which is a fun I think it's also weird that a lawyer's office would have like an alarm yeah. that would just go but literally off he, like, like that. Just because you're trying to jiggling the door a little bit? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I think every lawyer office should have that. It'd be fun. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, he gets chased up like even further uh, to like the top stories of the Chrysler building by the security guard. He, like I said, literally pulls the gun out, but after five seconds of having the gun out, he's like, eh, he's probably gone already anyways, and then just leaves. And then we spend, uh, I want to say about three hours I, 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 I might have been bored afraid of upstairs. everything, but I've never been fought. afraid of heights. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah talking to himself and singing and just finding corpses and just being trying like, trying to well, steal the jewelry you know. off them, but it's like a it's like a charm bracelet, and, so it's designed to not come off. Yeah, and dude, my favorite thing in these scenes when like the corpse accidentally falls <laughs> on him, where he's like screaming and like wrestling for it for like too long. I'm like, at some point, this is just a bit you're doing. Like, come on. Uh, so yeah, he he gets out of there. He sees the giant egg, which you know he doesn't know about being the winged serpent's uh, little baby, but he'll figure that out later. Uh, he goes back to his apartment and then uh, just uh, is emotionally and slightly physically abusive to his uh, his girlfriend, which uh, I guess was supposed to be. Well, I think it's definitely like a I'm really product of its time, but it's also it's interesting because like there are women, there are relationships believable, like toxic, but like I can fix him, that sort of thing. Yeah, just <laughs> just like mom and dad, just like mom and dad. It's uh yeah we uh, this is where the movie really kind of spins out of control, like I was saying, because like Wait, he this he goes to sleep. Uh, yeah, I guess he, 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 I'm going to take a little nap, and then uh, when I get up, I'm going to—I don't know what the hell he's going to do, but like, take out the garbage or some crap, and then they just do like, <laughs> I, they can only do a camera like they—they they put the camera on his face to just show how much he looks like a giant baby when he wakes back up and is just confused. <laughs> <laughs> Where am I? What's going on? Yeah. He tells no one about the egg. He tells his girlfriend. Yeah, which. He, but, he, but they beat each other, so it's, I, you know, did they may ever as well actually things. show them he always yeah. tells about the egg. hitting each other? I know there's a scene, like, after he loses all the money, mm-hmm. where, like, he's throwing, like, the lamps and shit. No. Yeah, he's throwing all the stuff around. It's not, like, still... Oh, man, I can't Again, it's that, a toxic that whole relationship. Movie. I'm not saying anything's good, but, like, I don't remember them hitting each other. Yeah, no, I don't think. It, oh, I yeah, think it was sure. a lot of implied. Just good for him. I thought the girlfriend was actually a pretty good actor, yeah. though. Like she, <laughs> I wish she'd had. If they spent more time writing this movie, I think she could have had There's, a bit more of a role. She might have the most lines outside of him. Well, because her lines were probably yeah. written in the script, whereas most of Michael Moriarty's, I think, it's just, 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 just do it. Just go. Just like, just have fun with it. Just like, just, just say stuff until I say cut. <laughs> we're we're doing jazz what, acting. It's all the words you okay, don't you, say you keep talking about so. about bad dreams going away and guns and spiders and goblins. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 so wild. They uh, I guess they kind of pick it up too back with uh, David Carradine's character of going to a few scenes where they they found bodies where their hearts have been cut out and he's like oh is this like a cold well i feel like even before that he like Um, already went after the first murder he went to the college professor and found out about quoxicodal and was like immediately on board for it wait why did he go to him again i don't know because i feel like it must have been it was after the flayed dude that's what it was well the 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 willing sacrifices get murdered and then I guess they just dump their bodies in conspicuous places. They dumped the guy whose heart was removed, but the dude who like had his skin flayed, he was at the hotel that they did it at, I think. In a perfectly clean bed, like no blood. Uh, that you know, that's good. Detail. And looking more, and looking more like a flare. dude who like yeah. was like burned to death than someone who's had their skin flayed. Been there. <laughs> oh yeah, I thought there was a barbecue mat on the bed. Yeah, that was Inside Out Boy all grown up. Yeah. 
<laughs> and now he's sexy. Yeah. Uh, it's, oh yeah, that that whole part with the. It, I mean, there's much more racist things in this film, but even the whole like neo Aztec cult also had very racist undertones to it. At the same time, it's yeah. This movie fires in a lot of different places on all cylinders, but none of them. Well, there's also sense, there's there's no like, lack of like setup and payoff. No. Yeah. Because there's like we know there's the dude who's in charge of the Q cult who's killing all these people. And we don't see who that person is till the end of the movie. That should have been someone we already knew. Well, yeah, oh, K- killing. Was, oh my God. It's assisted suicide. Yeah, but I mean, it's it, it still, would have been they they sent they sent Doctor Kavorki into jail. It, it would have made more sense if they were like Whoa. if they were like fighting and not if not for this. And then the end of the, or or at the end of the movie, like if one of them sacrificed themselves, like save the day willingly. But no, it's just just weird. Just there. I also don't get what the like members of the Q cult are getting out of it. Bird points. Yeah, and also I, I I like to assume because of how terrible and miserable every character was in an asshole that maybe the like, guy they revealed into the film who was the last of the Aztec uh, cult was supposed to be the good guy. Well, he was also like we don't know what this guy's. Plan he was also was. like I, I brought up Charlie Kelly from It's Always Sunny, and I thought that while I was watching the movie, the main kill guy. Is Charlie and Frank's landlord from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia? Oh damn! Yeah, were they just trying to destroy New York? Uh, They're the heroes. Yeah, I don't. They never talk about their plan. Yeah, I mean it is an asshole city, so it is just like that part just just didn't need to exist. No, and then they forgot about it. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, completely. Like, oh wait, yeah, the murder is still out there. In those, like, the very end of the movie, like when the member of the Q, the leader of the Q cult comes to kill Michael Moriarty. That definitely felt like something they came back and filmed later. Then they, they have David Carradine trying to figure out, like, he's at, like there's a, something's killing people, dumping them off, there's sacrificial, like, murders, and then, like, everyone just pisses all over and he's like, well, I think it might be a giant monster, is what we have flying around that he thinks is a giant monster. I think it's a giant monster. And, like, that's crazy. Go find that giant monster. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's a, like everyone's kind of in agreement with it, but also also saying they're crazy for saying it, but also like, well, it could be. <laughs> it's just it's a real it's a real wild like how serious are people taking it? Like, I mean, we could just get to the point where eventually uh, Quinn is talking like uh, I want to say it's like a city council. Well, he gets arrested for like the that. jewelry robbery, right? And so he's in jail, but like then he you know he thinks he has a trump card because he knows where. The monster that's been killing everybody has its nest. Yeah, and well, got his, got his uh, associates, head chomped. Well, yeah, he he, he did yeah. like, yeah, the other guys of the uh, heist that he pulled, because he had the bag. They came looking for him. They were very like, okay, smart. I'll show you where it was. Yeah, I'll show. Well, yeah, especially since this, that was post a scene when he first went downtown, and they were like, "Hey, your friend squealed on you." Like, well, so they know the cops are looking into him, so they're like, stay away from him, man. Yeah. It's, man, it's, it, there's so many wild things where this movie keeps going with that, so he has a thing where he eventually does have it where he talks to them and reveals the location, and then is, like, saying, I need $10 million in autograph rights. And I do think it wasn't a part of the script, but they just ran with that scene. Like, that's my million dollars. Oh, no, it's got improv like, written all over it. Million dollars, 
A writes, dead corpse of the monster writes, I think like book writes, like everything. Yeah. And, oh yeah, got to get the film negatives. And and I think they got it to him in under an hour, like twenty minutes. Yeah, it's amazing. And also, this was the scene where they were like, "Who's the like? I don't know if he's a cop or maybe like some city guy. He's the one who talked very distinguishedly <laughs> and had the pipe." Yeah. Like I, I, I thought he was, he was to going to. He's the one who told David Carradine, "Like I like you sometimes, so I'm going to hide this report where you talk about the Q cult." <laughs> <laughs> and like you never mentioned again i thought he was going to be the head of the q cult i was hoping oh. the next day would have been the newspaper print and it's him with all the writing that david Harrington did and he's just plagiarizing it and like i knew it <laughs> i'm on this shit it was a fucking because of coddle oh i want to say while it's still in my mind my favorite kill in this movie not so much for the kill but for the scene before it it's like a dude and a bunch of girls on a roof. <laughs> and the dude is watching his girlfriend do push-ups <laughs> for some reason. And he's just... Well, his performance, like, he's just being super... Dark, dark, like, oh, I'm having such a great time right now, you know? This is the best time I've ever had <laughs> watching you do so push-ups. <laughs> As you do. I don't, I, don't know, I don't know who that guy was, but that was yeah. the funniest performance in the movie. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I also like when they're trying to tail like the the criminals and wrap up everything with the cold, and also the the winged serpent. One of them decides to go undercover as a mime yes. and just doesn't take it off. He does not take off the mime. He's costume. rocking that like, look the whole well, one, time. When Richard Roundtree sees him, he says like, "Uh, oh, no, who would buy you as a cop?" We we gotta we gotta punch. tail that yeah. guy. They don't tell us who the hell they're talking about, and then by tail him. Okay, you dress like theory. the clown. I'll be a cop standing next to the clown. That's how we'll case him. Yeah, my theory is it's supposed to be them tying it to the whole neo Aztec cult, uh, in that it's because they show it at the Natural Museum of History in New York. There's a very anti intellectual slant to this movie, which is why you could easily remake yeah. it as a QAnon movie. Oh, you just need to have the Q leader be JFK Jr. It'd be the ultimate reveal. But no, Q is the mon- is the serpent. He'd be the baby bird. <laughs> my <laughs> my favorite kill. Off of it, off of his uh, malevolent instruction from the past, the future street, <laughs> the future reaching back into the past, <laughs> like Rocco's Basilisk. Yeah. I just wanted to bring up Rocco's I, Basilisk. We're talking about. No, it's, I mean, it's a pretty good poll. I, I do want to talk about my favorite kill since we're all going through them, because uh, it's definitely all, the other rooftop scene where a girl's sunbathing and they show us uh, a, some tits because I guess they need to because it's 1983 horror. Oh, yeah, it is. Very gratuitous. Um, Anytime I watch, like, a, like yeah. schlock, I always say the first time titties show up, like, and we have titties! I mean, that's it, it feels exactly how they were made in that whole, like, once again, 70s to 90s period of horror films. But the reason it's a great scene is it has nothing to do with that. It's the fact that there's a like a voyeur on a roof across it that looks like a time traveling Charlie Day. That's <laughs> He's got such a weird I, telescope. It's not like it like I thought it was Fisher it's, Stevens it's, from Short Short Circuit. <laughs> 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 Just having his best day ever. Not not be not playing an Indian guy. No. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's getting ready to put on his face. Makeup. He's getting the character. Now, I kind of expected, like, because he was, like, psyched when he saw, like, the lady, but then he saw the kill. I thought he was going to be at the police scene later on. 
Yeah, it, it has no bearing to the film at all. He does nothing, but it's just when it happens and they show him, it's like he's doing the most cartoonish, like, well, they, oh, no. Oh, mom. They never have an establishing shot for him other than a flying around a helicopter shot at the lady. So I just assume they're going to reveal he's got a telescope on a flying carpet, but that didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> He's our yeah, we never got to introduce to. How about all of those like helicopter shots? Like they weren't really establishing shots, but I guess they kind of were. They were meant to be. They were just clumsy. Yeah. How about the time when they came really close to the World Trade Centers? Yeah. Right. I mean, I feel like with how shoddy the production is, somebody definitely got hurt off camera. Doing there I was shots. watching a naked lady on the roof. I couldn't believe it. Then she was murdered by a giant dick. <laughs> It happened to me. <laughs> Wasn't me, I promise. I mean, okay, now now that we're talking about this out loud, I get why I didn't tell anyone. <laughs> yeah, I was watching a lady get naked, that's illegal, and then she got murdered. It wasn't me, and I was like, I gotta tell people. <laughs> okay, okay, this character makes a lot of sense now. This might be the only thing in this film that actually logically checks okay, out. Okay, so at this point in the movie, Michael Moriarty has made the deal for a million dollars and all this other shit. For leading Which, them to again, the New York no folded fast on that deal making. Well, they didn't really fold because yeah. they like were already planning to screw them over, even though the deal should have held up. Yeah, because they go yeah. to the Chrysler Building, shows them the nest and the egg, and they destroy the egg. They don't even have him sign anything. But then, yeah. Oh my God. They had him sign stuff. His lawyer. Was he kept talking about the like, he kept talking about. Oh, it's a black and white. It's a black and white. You can't take that back. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what that means. But he I signed something. It means it's written in writing. <laughs> yeah. I somehow assume it's like a racial slur we don't understand from the 80s. You never heard that, or are you just being facetious? No, I've never heard that. It's in black and white. Yeah, that means it's in writing. Oh, damn. That makes wow. sense. Wow. Oh, boy. Well, the school system's failed me yet again, and I'm not going to blame it on myself, so that's how it's going to go. Well, I, I think it's more the parents' job to teach their kids idioms than it is the school. Hey, <laughs> you're an idiot. <laughs> Piece of shit. Uh, but yeah, yeah so but like, the, okay, you go ahead. I was about to say, I was just going to follow up with the where the plot goes from here of just like it, it falls apart. They kill the bird. Well, that's um, why it pisses me off that they took the that they took the money from him and all the other stuff that they'd agreed to because they stayed in the Chrysler Building and that leads to them killing the monster. So this deal was yeah. solid. Yeah, he did everything he promised, and I mean, saved more uh, topless women in a normal state. But this is New York. <laughs> yeah, suck it, little man. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay. Get out and, of here. Uh, if if it was just him making the deal, and he didn't have a lawyer that was dealing with it, like okay, Michael Moore already gets tricked. That's great. <laughs> He, his lawyer, I think, would be like, because like he gave that million dollars back. Like, okay, I'll give the million dollars back, but I need half of it for my shit. He's got, he's got yeah. mental issues, and I'm gonna go with he has a man dressed as a lawyer giving him papers to sign. <laughs> I, don't, I don't, yeah, I don't know, I don't know. I'm... Who has an office in the Chrysler Building? Yeah. Yeah. That office could I'm be for anything. Yeah, that could have been a closet yeah. he walked out, and he would be again. like, that, that looks good. Yeah, and it is 1983 New York, so it is once again a very wild time in its history. So it it all. Checks I mean, out. if that's the Chrysler Building, that was probably just a cocaine room. Yeah, yeah, that's what the Chrysler Absolutely. Building is. 
I would have liked more since they were on scene in New York and more of like like how gross New York was in like the eighties. Yeah, that was actually fun to see. I like anything that's like filmed on the location of its time. That's, I mean, so that even if it's a terrible movie, it's like, oh, that's how it kind of looked. That's yeah, neat so fun see. seeing so many shirtless people in summer. I wonder if maybe yeah. they were working without like often without permits or something. Oh, definitely. I feel like a lot of the other yeah, streets like, they're very yeah, far away from the what's happening. That's they didn't have money to record like footage inside of a jewelry store they needed to be yeah. 60 feet away that's why he's running out of there their, their permit reached <laughs> yeah I, i'm pretty sure they had a budget so tight that all the extras like hey you can give us five dollars and we'll let you be in this movie <laughs> yeah but midnight cowboy was shot without permits and they showed how gross new york was in the 70s all the time yeah oof yeah that, that does a really really good job of it um but yeah the the ending kind of goes very quick at this point of like um he has the run-in with the the whole scene is so super weird and makes no sense but he after he berates and yells at his girlfriend and throws a bunch of stuff in the apartment uh he goes off they don't explain where he's really heading off to do well she kicks him out and she tells him to find a park bench but later on at the end of the movie he's in a hotel which is one of the reasons why I think that was something that they reshot later when they realized, like, oh shit, we have to have the leader of the Q cult, <laughs> yeah, the villain, get his comeuppance. Yeah, we yeah. have to take a technically our main villain that we've not seen before. <laughs> What's David Carradine and uh, Richard Roundtree going to do? Yeah, Richard Roundtree gets yeah. killed. Doesn't he does. He, he does. He, yeah, he I must felt have I, had a... I hated that. There must have been a scheduling conflict or so something. So Bird had more they lines. They intended to have him there, but he needed to leave like three days early. Yeah, it's he at least and, gets and... like the actual like like foot prop. Hey, oh, whoa! Yeah. It comes and grabs him. Yeah. Talons. Yeah, I I will give credit. What? Does the Q have large talons? I will I will give credit to the special effect team who made the pretty excellent um, puppets, claymation people getting thrown. Those were great. I could I watched that all day. That's like an aquarium. They they went wild with it where it looks like those the flailing arm like advertisers for car sales lots. There is a charm to it because for some reason anytime I've watched a movie where yeah, somebody's falling and they become like a gumby character for a second, they make their forearms so damn long. Yeah, I don't know why. It is always the forearm maybe like Maybe because they make it the length of our arm, but then we're like, oh shit, now we have to put hands on it. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah. So long. Hope Does this look like Richard Roundtree to you? I don't know. Throw it away. <laughs> Film that. Oh, that's got to be it. We they hit. make the arm so long to distract you from the fact they can't make hands. Yeah, we have negative one days to make these special effects. Who cares? I had a uh, how to draw a comic books book from way back when, and it always say like, "Don't hide hands," because people will assume you don't know how to draw hands. But then they're like. Well, what if I can't draw hands? <laughs> yeah, hide those hands. hands. <laughs> yeah, we support hiding hide hands. Hide in hands. Podcast. We're taking a stance on that. <laughs> that. That sounds like a uh, terrible yeah, charity. I would contribute the... to. <laughs> so he ends up in the hotel. The the bad evil villain of the the cult shows up to kill him, and then a really wacky scene. It's the only way I can describe it, even though it's not really played for last, but it's very wacky. He keeps saying. Hey, you need to pray so that I can sacrifice. He's like, "Well, I've never prayed for anyone before, so I'm not going to." And he's like, "Well, you, you should do it." And then eventually, David Carradine comes in and shoots him. He gets up, he gets shot again, and then shoots him. That, five that was really so, good. Well, the <laughs> trivia even said like 
Larry Cohen gotten like from like old monster movies where like the monster would get up again for that scene, but it's also like this is just like a guy. Carradine <laughs> smiling like, not, doesn't seem to be in good shape. Yeah, David Carradine smiling in that scene like I got him. Well, he seems to be <laughs> acting like outside of like his purview as a police officer because he doesn't report the body he puts he's gonna let the cleaning service for the cheap motel deal with it because he puts the please wake me up sign New York. on the door he's on vacation case closed oh. yeah and i also felt like this was a scene to kind of like i think like they probably meant for michael moriarty to be more of a fucking scumbag but i think his performance you get a little pathos out of that because I didn't want to see him I die. thought he was going to... I knew he probably deserved to die. I thought he was going to sacrifice... Like, let him cut his neck. And he was going to sacrifice himself willingly, fortunating from the fucking story, to, like, stop the villain. But no. Just a lot of bullets. Just bullets. Yeah, just bang. Bang, bang, bang. My one weakness. And then they, they do, once again, yet all the, the classic stereotypes you see in these films where it's like... Well, I guess he was just a monster, not a god. And then they cut to an unnamed city where there is another egg. And then no, the it's still in New York. I've isn't ever it? heard. I think it's supposed to be a different city. Well, in any event, it's the exact same cliffhanger ending as the '90s Godzilla. That that cliffhanger yeah. ending needs to be edited straight into the intro to Dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> and just the baby rolls out of the egg, Boom. and the show starts. <laughs> whoop, 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 not whoop. The mama. I mean, you gotta love them. Gotta love. You gotta love the baby, man. All right. Well, shout out to shout out to dinosaurs. One of the best. To do RIP it. to a real one. Um, I think that's gonna just take us right to reviews and. Reviews. I think I'm gonna go with the Larry Cohen classic. I want to give this one out of five, uh, or we're going to do it one out of five of the stuff, which is, uh, as you all know, a symbiotic evil uh, goo that comes out of the earth that controls your mind if you eat it from another Larry Cohen film. Uh, you know, five stuff being great, one stuff being the worst. I'm going to give this, I'm going to give this a 2.5 stuff. I'm going perfectly down the middle of the road because this is a very bad film, but it's also confusingly entertaining for all the things going on with it. It's also very racist at points for some reason, but then it's also very wacky and goofy. So I, I enjoyed watching it, but it's such a weird flick that it's definitely something you'd only want to watch with like a group of friends, have a good time talking about it, and then that's it for it. That that that's all this movie really has going for it. So we're doing specifically one out of five the stuffs. If you want to, I mean. Well, no, I I just lot. wanted to bring up that uh, the cartoon Quack Pack did a the stuff episode. Really? Yeah, I think it ended up being right, a dream sequence, but uh... <laughs> I haven't thought about Quack Pack in a hot minute. I'm always thinking about Quack Pack. It's one of those weird things that I think about way more than a person should. Mm. Right. <laughs> but uh... well, while whoever reviews next, I'm gonna look. That up right <laughs> okay, I, I will give this. Uh, I will give this. Oh God! I guess four out of five. Larry Maniac Cops. No, if it's Maniac Cops, I'll give it a three out of five. <laughs> if it's the stuff, four out of five. Yeah. But yeah, 
I liked this a lot, mostly because I was kind of just fascinated by Michael Moriarty's performance. And, like, uh, I like David Carradine. I mean, not in this movie. I just generally like David Carradine. <laughs> it just, like, I wish the movie had been more, like, the movie shouldn't have started with the kill. I think it should have either, like, focus on David Carradine and have, like, a slow burn, sort of, like, seven pursuing, like, a killer, but then it turns out, like, the, the it's, like, a flying monster thing movie. Or do with Michael Moriarty, where you don't know for a long time if he's just crazy or if this shit is real. And they kind of just, like, mixed all that stuff together. And, like, the whole cult thing, like, that's the worst part of the movie. That just doesn't need to be there. I don't know why they had to do, like, make it, like, the Aztec god, Cuxacodal. That's part stupid. But, yeah, like, yeah, like Brandon said, this movie's worth watching with some friends. And even, like, alone, but, like... Maybe it helps that I watched it alone, but I knew I was going to talk about it with you boys, so. Yeah. But yeah, I, I'll give it four out of five whatevers. Yeah, I mean, I'd agree with that. It's it, it's got its, It definitely has its rewatchability. It's not quite up there with, like, I'd say Hanuman and the Five Riders, which I, I cannot stop telling people about that movie. <laughs> and then if anyone checks it out, they are just as enthusiastically amazed about the movie, so. I would sooner watch this movie by myself than I would Hanuman and the Five Riders. Really? Oh, that's I, I feel like you could yeah. start yes. Hanuman at any given point. Yeah. And like, you've, you've got the whole story right there. This, yeah. I, you know what, can I, can I jump into my review? Yes. Yeah, go for I, it. I enjoyed this film. I, I honestly did. It's It meanders so fucking much, and it feels so much longer than it is. I'm I'm making this promise now because I was thinking about it earlier today. I'm going to edit this film down to five minutes and I'll post a video along with this episode because that is exactly <laughs> how much story and like worthwhile material is here. I'm gonna hold you to that because that also sounds just really tell amazing. Scott man scoping uh, yeah, out murders. I, I, I can I can I can totally see that in my head, and you're probably right. Like you can like five minutes you could probably get every single oh, important it, plot point out it's going to be every important plot point every cool thing you, you could the one shot they had of the twin towers the tits it's going to have everything you could you can have the guy with a with a telescope as a reaction shot to every murder because they're outside and just oh no oh no again oh no 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 here's what i want to do take the guy with the telescope and put him into like make him a meme like he's looking at other stuff rather than a girl with who's topless. Okay, yeah. I'm dedicating that to, little celebration. He's thing just watching construction workers work. I'm dedicating time to a five minute recut of this movie and then many many meme videos. <laughs> I'm down. Let's this. turn this shit into a meme with the power of us. It'll be our greatest a work. likable uh, two point five <laughs> out of five stuff. Yeah. I would, I mean, I, I watch a lot of wonderful films, but I, I would give it a one out of five. I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I would have a hard time recommending it to people unless you really just want odd stuff. But like it, it doesn't have a main character. Richard Roundtree's barely in it. David Carradine just shows up and leaves and has a character with no story arc. Other than they don't believe me, the monster that they've seen and I've run into and we've seen exists. I I love Moriarty's character being just an unlikable, horrible garbage man who just never 
he has no redemption. He's just, I'm going to go back to be a piano player. I had a million dollars for two hours. My lawyer tricked me. It, it's it's weird. I I wouldn't recommend it unless you just really need to see everything that is it's got giant monsters and has David Carradine in it, which is a lot of movies. Yeah, like if you tricked your friends into doing a podcast it's, for like a, I don't know, a good four or five years. It's amazing just for how unlikable this character is, and then there's also a monster in it. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing with the film that makes it hard. It's, it's all of the characters. Everyone is such an asshole in this film. There's not one scene where somebody does something nice. No. Even... Well, I like all of that. It's just like, and I can't believe we didn't talk about the suspension of disbelief that it's a giant flying thing in New York City. No one. I get people who yeah. live in New York not looking up, but they get tons of tourists even back when it was like a gross place. They rarely have a character. And they look up. They rarely even have a character like ruminate about like, there's a giant bird killing people in New York. They're more like, well, what about sacrifices? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. What about that giant bird? Who gives a fuck? <laughs> Man. It, yeah, it's R.I.P. Uh, Q, uh, The Winged Serpent. You, you were a great movie, but you passed away, sadly, in 2016 after you had He had a baby. <laughs> you gotta love him. Yeah, yeah it's... Uh, yeah, I, I once again I I feel like this is entertaining to watch with other people, but if you were just watching it by yourself, I I can't see too much joy being brought to you. I mean, even tonight when I was watching it, I enjoyed it just because I know he's going to have things to talk with everybody else. But like if I watch this and talk to no one, it'd just be such like it, a it has some, a cut above, which is I think for any bad movie, the most important sin to avoid is unbelievably bad pacing, and it doesn't have that. It at least moves. Oh, yeah. That's true, and we've we've complained about that many times on this podcast, especially in the Godzilla franchise of, like, a movie where it's, like, an hour, 45 minutes, which by today's standards is great, but then it feels like it's three hours because there's just no pacing to it, so... Okay, I'll give it that. That's why I'm keeping it at 2.5, but, uh... I think that's gonna get us to our, our stupid game section, which is... Uh, I think you'll really enjoy this one, which is... We've been doing this quite a bit, and uh, we always ask our guests first because we all know it, but... We're going to ask a series of questions of heights of famous actors, and whoever gets uh, up to three points first wins. But uh, you get to have the first initial round, because we're going to ask you, how tall is Steve Buscemi? We are once again asking you, how tall is Steve Buscemi? Oh dear. Uh, five foot ten. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Wow. I mean, I usually put it around others, but we all know it. It's... Uh, he looks like he's a short guy, and we get that reaction every now and then, but he's actually uh, exactly at, uh, was it 5'9"? Yes, 5'9". Is that up to date? Yeah, Which isn't like... To... He's getting older and shrinking. That's <laughs> true, he is shrinking. Let me just double check. It's was for our dog days. Like, he's probably, you know, I had loafers. You know, there's a, there's <laughs> also every chance that 5'9 is not accurate. That's just what he tells yeah. people. He, what he tells Did he edit that? I mean, he... Yeah. We if any of us meet Steve Buscemi, we need to like have like a tape measure on. Hand. Yeah, I always carry tape measure. With me. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't want to make Steve Buscemi uncomfortable. Yeah, that sounds like something. Well, that's why you, that's why you got to distract him. Yeah. All right. Well, we're gonna open the floor now to everybody, uh, whoever wants to guess and uh, see if they get to the points first. So now I'm gonna ask everybody how tall. Is Mr. Satan because we were talking about Mr. Satan before we started. Uh, oh, Mr. Satan is straight six, up six foot. 
Okay, six. We got six foot for Luke. We got six six for Martin. Uh, Nick, what are you thinking? Uh, does it like London? Do they do they do hands or like stones? Do they, does it measure in Dragon <laughs> Balls? Wait, stones and all isn't it? <laughs> How many Dragon Balls tall, tall is he? It's Dragon well, Ball. Their heads about two and a half feet tall. Um, I'm <laughs> guessing he's around eight feet tall. Okay, eight, so, so you're you, eight you, feet. For height of Dragon Balls, you're talking like Earth Dragon Balls or Namek Dragon Balls? That's a good point. Uh, not the live action. They're different. Yeah. Just, no, yeah, those okay, are real. No. Why would we be talking about Dragon Ball Evolution? I'd say yeah. Namek. Of course, if you uh, if you Google how tall is a Dragon Ball, they have it right away because this is such a huge fandom, which is three inches. Uh, but for actual height guesses on the podcast, this is going to go to Luke because both uh, Martin and Nick went over here. He is six two. Yes. I mean, six six would have been more fun. Well, it's also like Mister Satan is like kind of like a joke. So. What? Yeah. Know. Even though he did like to, he did reform uh, Fat Boo, I guess. Yeah. And you know he's a pretty fun guy. I like that. You know, the, before like they got when, when I was watching that shit on Toonami, before they got to like that actual story saga, when I just saw his name in writing, I could have swore I no way it's pronounced Satan. Like why would they do that? <laughs> he seems like I'm glad, I'm glad that Teriyami decided that because it is. He very seems funny. like the it's most so likely funny. character I mean, to have like a soup kitchen though. Yeah, like they can make fun of him, but he's probably yeah, the nicest is. dude. No, he's yeah. He's... I don't know. I don't. I don't want to get into like a Dragon Ball Z. Like I do really <laughs> quick. Mister <laughs> Satan is canonically very sweet. Well, okay, like Mister yeah. Satan, like okay, he's sweet, but he's also kind of an asshole. Like, how do they forget Goku flying from like what was it, fifteen years before Mister Satan became like the world champion? And then Mr. Satan yeah. can't even break through, like, what is it, like 150 clay bricks that he tries to do? Well, guess what? They didn't have the marketing. People have a short attention span. <laughs> Mr. Satan is the person of the people. He's the people's hero. The announcer yeah. remembers Goku, though, and he's like, oh, man, he's going to kick Mr. Satan's ass. Yeah, but the announcer is yeah. just like, he's, 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 a, he's got a love of the game. <laughs> Most people don't give a shit about the World Martial Arts Tournament. Most people don't give a shit about martial arts. Exactly. <gasps> <laughs> Mr. Satan's yes, more of an icon. He's world. like Mr. Satan's like like that version of the rock. Most people are just yeah. talking about like why are there still dinosaurs? Yeah. Why are there dog okay, people? So, Excuse me, that have, dog uh, is president guess... right now. Maybe you could not do this. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing a pretty great job. Uh but I do want to say this then to actually get this back more towards the movie. How tall is David Car- Sorry, how tall was David Carradine? R.O.P. R.O.P. E. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Oh, boy. Uh, David Carradine was, I'm going to say 5'9". Uh, okay, I'm going to say 6'3". Okay, I'm going to go 6'5". 6'5". So, once again... We we two of us have overshot, but it's gonna it's gonna be going to Martin because he is six feet. Exactly. Oh damn! Oh. It was. Uh, well, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. like uh, the way he he's been stretching him. out. Yeah, he's, he's, he was definitely. Oh, yeah. he Your neck be gets longer. It's so sad. <laughs> yeah. Who do you think oh, killed man. him? If it was assassins, like his family swears, like think it was Q. I didn't know. I didn't know that at all. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, I don't like how you made me look in this movie. 
Yeah, prob- probably Q. Or who's that DJ who died around the same time as him? Uh, ooh, what, what year was this again? Uh, that was DJ Michael Jackson, right? Yeah. It was, yeah. yeah. Or, no, 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 I'm <laughs> sorry. It was Michael DJ Jackson. Billy Mays. <laughs> yeah. I only know about yeah, it because lost... of that, that South Park episode. <laughs> Man, around that time, we truly we lost three Jeff. titans of American society. Wait, no, Jesse um, Jeff is still alive. Okay. Yeah, he's totally kicking. Probably being happier yeah. than Will Smith. I, hey, that's not hard. <laughs> Why did I become okay, a Scientologist? So, uh, According to the mythology that's actually pretty well established, how tall is Q? I'm going to ask you if we're going with the actual Whoa. Aztec mythology. Oh. Uh, Q's a tech that is. That You're not talking about Q from Star Trek The Next Generation? No. Okay. And that's You're not talking about Q from too, Street so Fighter, are you? No. Also. Okay. 69 feet. Standing or length? I'm going to go with length. It kind of has uh, to be a length, right? Because they're yeah. they're like they're a f- literally like a flying snake, almost like the Chinese dragon. They can like right? stand up and like yeah. you know look around, get a drink <laughs> like a meerkat, scope out the place. I'm gonna say 120 feet. Whoa! Wait. That might give away that it's uh, the height. Uh, oh, is Q more. like six feet tall? I mean. Q, yeah, Q like sorry. breathed life into the old ones that were the people he found beforehand. So I'm gonna go with he's like ten thousand feet tall. <laughs> ten thousand feet tall is a good guess, but from what I found in uh, I guess the the records of what they kept on it, he's supposed to be ten wow. feet tall. So he must have had some really <laughs> strong lungs. So everybody shot over. I'm going to go to whoever gets to two points first, I think, so it doesn't go too long, because I'm going through all mine, uh, but at the same time, it's always fun to do, at least. Pull up this other one here. But I'm going to talk. I'm going to ask you all now, how tall is Richard Roundtree? Ooh, 6'2". Uh, 6'1". Six 6'1". Six I'll go 6'4". Uh, I feel like... I'm going to give this game, even though we didn't do up to three points, because he had it on the dot, but Martin really crushed it saying 16, because that's the exact Ooh. height of Richard Gravity. Thank you very much. I will take... I think this is this is my first victory in a while, right? This is the first time a guest hasn't won in a long time. Yeah. I Damn really it. fucked up. <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, but yeah, I did want to bring back one stupid game, and then we'll get to recommendations and plugs, uh, because it's it's been too long. Even if we had the how tall Steve Buscemi game go a little bit, uh, but I, I want to ask you who the fuck is Ron Canada? Ron Canada, you were the judge in Ted too. We love you, and we hope our guest will too. Because we haven't talked about him. Oh. Our favorite actor with over 200 plus working roles and acting. Oh my god, was he in this movie? <laughs> he was okay. not, but the reason I wanted to do a Who is Ron Canada, which is, uh, I'm going to ask you a, a trivia question about Ron Canada. Uh, his first film acting role was in 1983, and this film came out and was filmed in 1982, but it was released in 1983, so in a way, 
cue is a premonition to of things to come for Ron Carey. <laughs> uh, so I want I'm going to give you all three options to pick from for what was his first film from 1983. So I'm going to ask you if it was Rumblefish, a romantic comedy from 1983, uh, starring the very famous Matt Dillon uh, and Mickey Rourke. <laughs> Uh, was it uh, National Lampoon's uh, Vacation? A little bit more famous, but you got a lot of bit actors kind of populating that film. Uh, you know, Chevy Chase. Oh, is uh, it? Vehicle. Kind of a funny joke. <laughs> yeah. I've heard of that. Yeah, that's I thought Chevy Chase's vehicle was his car. Yeah, thank you for picking up on that. Or a nice mirror. Uh, and then uh, finally, The Man Who Wasn't There, another 1983, uh, not too well known either. Uh, what was the name of that last one? The Man Who Wasn't There, uh, that was starring Steve Gutenberg, where he, uh, a part of that whole time frame where they decide they need to make a comical Invisible Man, because there's a few of them at the time. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with Hollywood, but hey. You're just trying to nail so that So which story. film, yeah, which film do you, uh, do you, uh, I'll go one by one, do you think was the first one with a Ron Can in it, and I'll start off with Luke. Uh, I'm gonna go with the first one. What was, which one was that one? Rumblefish. Yeah, Rumblefish. Yeah. I'm. Uh, oh no, sorry, Brandon. You were picking. I was about to say I'm gonna uh, gonna give Nick the option. Please, please. Picking. I'm gonna go with that third option because I don't think I saw I saw Rumplefish and I don't think there's like anyone in it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, like cycles. it's like there's no cast. It's like four people. Yeah. Okay, so we're gonna put you down for the man who wasn't there, and then Martin finally would. Uh, I also have to choose the man that wasn't there. All right, well we got two winners because it was definitely the man who wasn't there. Uh, this looks like a real shitty film, and its tagline, by the way, was <laughs> was being invisible gets you into spirings, diplomatic circles, and the girls' locker room. <laughs> Seems like a little. Kind unless you're a girl on for that tech line. then it's okay uh, to be unless there. you're true. the president of the united states <laughs> yeah, okay also true uh but yeah uh, at least uh you everybody uh wins tonight except for luke sorry luke you've really brought all you got was cute. that was the longest one of those i think we've ever done yeah, I know, but it's like, man, we haven't we haven't been in the Ron Canada canon for a while, and I wanted to get it going. Also, so, shame on you for not asking how tall Q from Star Trek The Next Generation was after I brought it up. Yeah, I know. That would have been a funnier thing to do. Yeah, as whatever. Next time. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, for recommendations and plugs. Uh, if you guys, uh, for this segment too, you can recommend anything you want. It could be a feeling, a video game, a, a prized memory, <laughs> really anything. And if you're doing anything, you can plug it. But Food. I'll, I'll kick it off saying that I got no plugs uh, other than it is my birthday today. So oh, it's kind of fun. But yeah, it's fun being relaxed, staying home, doing nothing. Which leads me to my recommendation of Shin Megami Tensei 5, mm-hmm. which is what I've been playing. Just came out for the Switch, and it is very good. It's like if you had Pokemon, but they were gross demons, and there's a lot of blood in it. It's pretty cool. That's all I gotta say. Uh, I have no plug. I'll plug my uh, Instagram account, Luke Flip Cooks. I posted yeah, a few things in there recently. So after around Thanksgiving. So yeah. You're a talented cook, and you always have some fun con- concoctions on there that are fun to peep out. Yeah, I try to. But uh, for recommendations, I'm. 
Sure, I've recommended this a bunch of times on here, but I'm going to recommend Burnout Revenge on the PlayStation 2. Or, like, any version of Burnout Revenge, because it's just a really fun game. I'm on, like, my third playthrough of it. Not 100% playthroughs, mind you, but to the point when I started to feel like it becomes, like, you're just replaying old stages to get perfect scores. Hell yeah. yeah. I mean, there's only a few games that make that really fun to do the 100% on, like, Mario Galaxy and a few others, Mm. but uh, it's still a great... It's a great classic. Yeah. I love it. And I recently got all the other Burnout games, but Burnout Revenge is still my favorite. Hell nice. yeah. Nice. Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> oh. oh. Okay. Uh, yeah, I believe that leaves uh, Martin or Nick. I'll, I'll jump on in. Plug, plug, in uh, plug my cat's Instagram. Go follow Spaghetti Images. He's adorable. Very cute cat. He, very cute. Very long. Oh, yeah, no. Here. He's a big old noodle. Uh, also, recommendations. Uh, they just started airing the uh, the new part of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Never, never better place to get in because this one takes place in a prison in Florida. It's fantastic. Yeah, and all the people that are from Florida look like they're from Florida. Exactly, it's the most realistic anime I've ever seen. I guess I have to watch yeah, that. It's then. Good. It's a good time. <laughs> yeah, it's good. I don't, I don't have any plugs. I, I've just been reading stuff I don't know anything about from my spotty. Uh, education so i've been reading uh i just finished mussolini by jasper ridley it's terrifying surprise his best friend's <laughs> hitler it's horrible it scary i didn't know that he was put in prison by italians and then rescued by hitler it's i there's so much i don't know it's awful it's bizarre what a weird dude what a horrible mastermind of fascism it's a great book fuck that guy yeah I got to hear about it a little bit last night while we were playing Divinity Oh yeah, 2, shout, shout out, shout to, out to that game. game, holy crap. Yeah, Divinity 2 is fantastic, but uh, yeah, just real wild dude, but I, I do like the the whole idea of like, yeah man, uh, power can make just normal seeming people go completely off the wall. I mean, not that he's like super normal, but you know, still, it's it's wild. I gotta check that book out. Uh but I think that uh, that brings us to the end of Q, and uh, hopefully we'll never have to hear about Q in anywhere for the future. We're coming up to the anniversary nice. of that uh, preposterous shithead not talking, oh so God. it's good. This is good. Let me see if it's on a Thursday. It's when that six days. This <laughs> is the last time that moron has That's happened. That's on a... Yeah. Okay, so... We usually release on Thursday, and January 6th this year is on a Thursday. This episode is absolutely going to have to come out on that day. Wow, this is incredible. We're going to have a whole celebration that day. I feel like we've made some type of weird prophecy come true now with this Oh my god, I I can't believe it. Did you guys know that our our most fervent subscriber is actually JFK Jr.? He gets all of his news from us. He's going to be our next guest. Guest. Yeah, which I'm against because that dude sucks. He's oh boy, he's terrible. Uh, but yeah, I think we we should sign out and uh, we can appreciate this miracle in well, a few weeks when it actually is released. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure, and I enjoyed it quite a bit. If you ever, Thanks for being. Yeah, if you ever need another breathing mouth, I, I'm available. I feel like you're in a way this this podcast Godfather because once again, I appreciation of my la- a lot of bad movies in camp. I think come from a lot of recommendations over the years, so. It's thanks for this, and if you don't like this podcast, oh, blame I'm Nick. Sorry, it's, uh, that's what I'm. Thanks, Nick. About. Okay, <laughs> thanks a lot. Here. But uh, as always, let's see if we can do it for the sign off. All right, two. three, two.
one. You're gonna, You're like, gonna the way like the way I fuck. The way you fuck. I guarantee, I guarantee it. it. So it's I. It's solid. I think it's we. I gotta go back what? a few more episodes now. So we all said something it's... different. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't. Okay, listen, I, we, I, I we got just, it. We got it right. I knew it was coming up, but I just kept thinking of the commercial because it's you in the commercial. Here's the, here's the thing. We got it right once. We can just play that every time now. (laughs) I it's it's funnier when we fuck up. I think than when we just can't remember. (laughs) We regret that you have not yet complied with our order. This show has been brought to you by Machine Culture. The words get stuck in my throat.